Hi there. Welcome back. Thanks for 147 or 8k, something like that. Anyway, we're on the child of Trump going to fucking jail and uh, disqualified. <clears throat> That's my goals. That should be our national goals. Uh, live Michael Cohen reacts to the latest bombshell news one hour ago. Yes, right. Polina, calm me down. Welcome to Political Beatdown. Yeah. I've been myself joined by the one and only Michael Cohen. I know we got a lot to discuss, so I'm not going to do some long intro. Let me just throw it right to you right away. Michael Cohen, how are you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there, as uh, I'd like to say. Uh, it's been one heck of a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of days, actually, since we all saw each other. But here's the interesting thing. Tomorrow is a very, very important day for, um, for me, for uh, lawsuits and so on. Tomorrow, interestingly enough, I have two things on. The first is in the $500 million Trump versus Cohen lawsuit filed by the Southern District of Miami, Florida. Tomorrow, there is a, um, there is a conference to, uh, to schedule uh, all of the discovery in this specific case. And of course, one of the things that we are asking for, and it's something that we would be entitled simply because Donald is the plaintiff in this case, is a deposition of him based upon this, you know, uh -huh. multiple count nonsensical, you know, um, document. So we're looking forward to that. On top of that, here in New York, and this is in the uh, civil division, in the commercial part, you're required to have a, what's called a non-binding mediation prior to trial. And that trial is scheduled right now for July 24th <laughs> of this year. It is yeah, taking quite point. some time for us to get to where we're at. That case was filed yeah, originally in 2019. Toys. And that's all on the legal fees and so on that Trump my uh, owns on like my this. behalf. So. Uh, to both myself as well as to other uh, So that is tomorrow as well. So there's a lot that's going on uh, in these two cases. And again, it's all about the word of the day, which is accountability. The man needs to be held accountable for his own dirty deeds. And with all of your help, we're getting there. I promise you this. We are getting there. So tune in tomorrow, of course, on Thursday's episode. You'll give us the full update. But let's break down for all the brigaders what these two cases are, just to remind them. So what was it, about a, a month ago or so? It feels like years ago. You know, Donald Trump with the various things that go on. He sued you for $500 million in the Southern District of Florida. He mm -hmm. filed it in well, Miami. Well, I mean, if you need more, I'll get them for you. One of the yeah, plenty of cake mix. I was just putting them in our, in our box, you know, our, our, our food box for the future. Although you ended up getting yeah, a that's what I do real law oh. and order judge who actually I tend to make some cake, some banana cake, actually. Um, but Donald Trump did not want to go in front of Judge Middlebrook in the Southern <laughs> District of Florida in the West Palm Beach <laughs> County Division because Trump uh, previously was sanctioned a million dollars there. You have filed no, a motion to dismiss like a, like for, one of the best legal little, documents uh, I had seen. And the footnotes there, there were just incredible. Might, might be perfect um, for so a Donald Trump has to respond to your motion to dismiss. That. 
in the next, for what, sure. 30 to the 90 days or so. And now you have yeah. this big hearing yeah, yeah. where, for those just joining the show, you've announced yeah. here yeah. first on Political cream Beatdown, yeah. you will be asking yeah. for Donald Trump's deposition to be scheduled at this hearing tomorrow. Oh. Your lawyer. Uh, amongst other people. And I want to remind you that I received the summons. Uh, and complaints I was served on April 19th. So we're not even 30 days in. And as of tomorrow, again, it's all about establishing the discovery plan. Uh, I'm very curious to see how Trump's counsel ends up tackling that because we all know what a wonderful um, witness Donald Trump makes at depositions, especially as many of the comments are, are coming in where you know, it acknowledges I, uh, you, I have mommy. truth on this on my side. Bananas. You know, that's what's beautiful about you okay. know defending yeah, that type of case. Unfortunately, uh, in order to hold Donald Trump accountable for his actions, as well as to hold him accountable for his own dirty deeds, uh, you know, it's going to take uh, legal maneuvering. And at the end of the day, there's no doubt in my mind that my counsel, Donya Perry, uh, as well as my Florida counsel, uh, Ben Brodsky, are far superior in terms of, or will be far superior and um, successful than Alejandro Brito, who represents Donald. And not because Alejandro Brito may not be a good lawyer. I don't know him from the whole in the world. In fact, if I walk past him in the street, I don't even know what the hell the guy looks like. But what I can tell you, he does not have on his side, and that's truth. So truth, as Buddha has always said, right, the sun, the moon, and the truth will always rise. And in this specific case, as well as in the case of uh, the legal fees, also what? on for tomorrow, the truth will rise, and I will be vindicated Hi, in darling. So there's the federal case in the Southern District of Florida. That's that for a discovery conference to set out the discovery plan among a number of things that are going to be discussed tomorrow by your counsel is setting a yes. deposition of Donald Trump. Now, the other court appearance that happens tomorrow as I'm well get, is in this uh, legal Gosling. fees case. Right. It's not actually no it's not a yeah. um, it's not taking place in a court. It's with um, an arbitration mediation company that employs uh, retired judges. We're so confident in this case because they've already acknowledged an issue on damages. Turn it, turn it, uh, and turn it. we have all the documents within which to prove the damages <laughs> that we need to. So we allowed them as well to pick the judge uh, who would you know, be presiding over this. And again, it's non-binding, so... And I'm sure the judge is going to do an absolutely judicious review of this case. I'm sure they're going to want us to reduce the amount, but there's a whole lot of money that's on the line in this case. It's not a case of liability. It's merely... Because most cases, as you know, Ben, are what's called bifurcated. That means there are two parts to it. The first is you establish the liability or the percentage of liability. And second, we talk about damages. In this case, they've already conceded the liability. This case is solely predicated on damages. And just so the brigaders know when you talk about the Trump side picking the judge, what you're referring to is in a private mediation setting. Uh, there are retired judges who act as mediators. Their recommendations 
are non-binding, but basically what takes place in these mediations if our brigaders have never been to one or don't know the way that process works is usually Cohen would be in one room, in this case Trump's lawyers of the other side would be in another room, and a retired judge would often go to the different rooms and try to do shuttle diplomacy to see if there's a settlement that can be reached. That happens essentially in all cases before they go to trial, but the stakes are particularly unique here with Donald Trump and you being involved. Do you expect him to be there? People in our country, why are we allowing them? And you know, you have to see these other countries. They are, I mean, they've never had it so good. Their prisons are emptied out into the U.S. They have no more costs. They don't want to take care of these people for 70 years, which is what you could have. I mean, they have this MS-13. You saw what happened yesterday with this killer, this thug. He was an MS-13. The level of violence, they called it demonic. Demonic. The level of violence is incredible. We have become a dumping ground for the entire world. The money they save, no prisons, no mental institutions. There was a story recently about a psychologist or psychiatrist, but a psychologist who worked in mental wards in South America. And he said, I worked 24, a good man, he worked 24 hours a day taking care of very mentally ill people. And he was sitting there reading a newspaper and they asked him, uh, what, what's he doing? He said, I have no more work. The people have all been let go into the United States. Can you believe this is what we're doing? How stupid are we doing? This is what we're doing. And this you pay for, I mean, sure, we can get a lot of them out, but this is what we're paying for. And the crime, the, you have not seen anything. Wait till you see this. But he said they've let him go in the United States. But this is not true with the three or four countries that we think of, Honduras and Mexico, El Salvador. This isn't just that little area. This is all over the world they're letting them in, from all over the world. They're coming, in, they're coming through the southern border, and we had it stopped up. One of the very first bills I signed will be for a massive increase in border patrol and colossal increase in the number of ICE deportation officers. We're going to follow the Eisenhower model. People don't realize it with Eisenhower. He was very tough on illegal immigration. A lot of people don't realize that. He was really tough on illegal immigration. We will use all necessary state, local, federal, and military resources to carry out the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. And they'll take them back. You know that story. They weren't taking them back, and I said, good. If they don't take they weren't taking them back for decades. And the generals came up to me, sure, they won't take them back, sir. And I said, well, uh, do we give them any money, like any kind of subsidies or anything? Yes, sir, I'd like to find out. So it comes back $750 million. $750. So I said, listen to three countries. I said, no more money for them starting this afternoon at 5 o'clock. The next morning, I got three calls from three presidents of three countries. Nice people. They're smart. I don't hold it against them. They got away with it for years. They put airplanes on the runways when we're flying in with prisoners or MS-13 people that are you don't want in this country. Believe me, these are vicious, vicious, the most violent gang in the world, probably. Almost definitely. And they put airplanes so you couldn't land the plane. So I said, uh, how much 750? I said, here's what we're doing. Immediately, you're going to stop payment of all money going to these countries. You're going to stop payment now. Next day, I get three calls. 
the presidents of those countries, separate calls, totally. Sir, I understand there's a misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, we want your MS-13 killers that you sent over here, we want them back. And we want everybody to go back to your country. We want them, we're going to bring them back. Uh, sir, uh, we'd be honored to take MS-13 back. We think they're lovely people. Uh, what seems to be the problem? No, no, we would love to take them back. Immediately opened up. Nobody has seen that for 25 years. It took me one night. We would be honored. It would be a great honor to bring back MS-13 so they can kill our people instead of yours. No, it's terrible. The people that run our country are stupid people. I will ask every state and federal agency to identify every known or suspected gang member in America. And by the way, our police are incredible. Our firemen are incredible. Our police are incredible. And you know what? They know the bad ones. They are, they're in the cities. These cities, these Democrat-run cities are going to hell. The whole world is watching. But these police are incredible. They know the bad ones, but they don't want to lose their pension. They don't want to lose their wife or their husband. They don't want to lose their home. So they're told to stand back, but they know every bad one. They know everything about it. But I'll ask every state and federal agency to identify every known or suspected gang member in America and every one of them that is here illegally. The police know every one of them. We'll pick them up and we'll send them back home where they came from. They'll be out of here. And I will restore my travel ban to keep radical Islamic terrorists out of our country. You saw what happened. Four years. Four years we went. Four years. You saw that, right? We were very tough on that. We don't want our buildings blown up. We don't want to have problems. The Biden border crisis is also a drug and fentanyl crisis and a human trafficking crisis like never before. Mostly with women, very sadly, mostly with women. And it's uh, now at the number is 12 times what it was three years ago, 12 times. We had it really down. We were so tough on that, what they do with women and two women. Under my administration, we reduced drug overdose deaths in New Hampshire by 18 percent in new hampshire 18 we had it 15 then we had it 18 it's like and our first lady worked very hard on that i will tell you she worked very hard on that nothing to do with you mother and instead of being down under biden as you know and your police and firemen do an incredible job you have a real big drug problem in new hampshire incredible almost worse than anybody relatively spent. That's what the governor should focus on, not running for president where he's at less than 1%. That's what he should focus on. But you have a real problem here, and uh, I have to say, your police and your firemen, I, I spent time with them, and they took me around one day, and the job they do on saving people, a lot of the, a lot of the job they do is saving people that have overdose. It's incredible. The drug cartels are waging war in America, and it's time that America is going to wage war. That's what we're going to do. We're going to wage war on the cartels. We're being invaded. Our country is being invaded and destroyed. I will knock out the cartels just as we destroyed and knocked out the ISIS caliphate. The ISIS caliphate is tougher. I was told you couldn't do it for it would take three to four years to do it, and sir, I don't think we could do it at all. I did it in three weeks. I knocked them out in three weeks. 
We have great generals. I want not the guys on television that that leave Afghanistan before they take out our equipment and our American citizens, where we lost 13 great people. And nobody ever says this. We're many soldiers were just obliterated. Their arms, their legs, their face obliterated because of people that didn't know how to do their job. And why aren't these people fired? Why aren't they fired? And I will ask Congress to pass legislation ensuring that drug dealers, drug kingpins, and human traffickers receive the death penalty, because it's the only way you're going to stop it. You know, I went to China, and I had a great time, and it was amazing, amazing culture, frankly, and I was with President Xi. 1.4 to 1.5 billion people. I said, you have a drug problem? No, 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 no. Yeah, no drug they problem. execute I drug said, dealers. You, all these you think people, that's you a good idea? Problem. No drug problem. Well, what do you ascribe the reason to, may I ask? I think I knew. He said, swift trial. You know, there's no games with it. These people, you know, when you meet with President Xi, he doesn't say, gee, how the Yankees do last night? Oh, we have a lovely day. Lovely day. Isn't it beautiful out? Oh, it's so beautiful, Donald. It's so great. He goes, we will immediately proceed to work. And you know what? I love that. I think that's great. There's no bullshit. Okay? I think that's great. We will proceed. You meet him for two minutes. We will proceed. There's no no games. Yeah, how, how did the Boston Red Sox do today? No, they don't talk about that stuff. They talk what? about uh, other things. But I said to him, so what do you think? He says, quick trial. Quick trial. You know what a quick trial is? They take the person, they try the person, and if they're Get a drug her. dealer, if they're selling drugs, unfortunately, they have the death penalty. And I don't think this country's ready for it. But they have no drug problem whatsoever. The big drug problem they have is they make drugs and send them into our country, like fentanyl. And even that, I had him set, except for this rigged election, he was set to make that a criminal, uh, an absolute crime, with a death penalty for anybody making fentanyl. But once I left, once this horrible election took place, they, they send more over now than ever before. He was going to give the death penalty. That was his deal with me. He was going to give the death penalty to anybody that produced fentanyl. Can you believe that I in think China? That's a good idea. It's uh, too bad. All these people are dying all over. We're being invaded. It's like a human invasion. To combat the scourge of homelessness that is plaguing Democrat-run cities such as Manchester, I will use every possible authority to get the homeless off the streets immediately. It's so bad, it's so sad. And you know, you have great hearts, especially the people of New Hampshire. And you know, you don't want to even talk about it. You don't want to say, Jesus, 15 people laying in front of my building. You know, you, you feel badly about it, but you gotta, you got to do something. For a small fraction of what we spend in Ukraine, we could take every single homeless veteran in America and take care of them. Likewise, with all the money, we will say by ending mass unskilled migration. That's what it is, mass unskilled. You see where in California now they're giving them medical care, education. They're getting treated better than our veterans are treated. And you know, when they see that, they all come. They say, oh, you mean you're going to give us free medical? This is not even believe. In California, free and other places, free medical, education, the classrooms, you have people that can't even speak English and they're sitting all over the classroom. It's killing our country. 
but we will have a huge dividend to address the homeless crisis in our own country. We're going to save a tremendous amount of money. We're going to take care of them. We will get the homeless into tent cities, shelters, rehab, and mental institutions, and we'll get them off the streets of our cities. And living like that is no good for them, the homeless, and it's no good for the people that have to make our cities great again. You can't make your cities great when you have thousands of people laying all over the streets. To uphold our Second Amendment, I will ask Congress to put a bill on my desk delivering national concealed carry reciprocity. And I will immediately restore free speech in America. We've lost our free speech. And we've lost We've lost our press. We've lost our media. It's so sad what happens to them. They don't, they don't report. It's not even what they report. They don't report. They didn't report the Biden stuff. They knew about it. They had the 51 intelligence agents. You saw that? Where they said, yeah, it's Russian disinformation. We don't have to report it. These are corrupt people. This is this. And everybody knew that wasn't true. And we will take care of our amazing veterans. And we did it, you know, for... Four years, we had a 92% rating at the VA, at the VET. 92%. We did a great job. The highest rating by far, by far, that they've ever had. On day one, I will sign a new executive order to cut federal funding for any school pushing critical race theory, transgender insanity other inappropriate racial, sexual, or political content on our children. Why am I listening to this shit? I will also support parents' rights. Can you believe I have to say that? Can you believe I'm saying I will support parents' rights? Can you imagine 15 years ago saying I will support parents' rights? And people would look at you and say, this guy's crazy. Parents' rights, of course. Who wouldn't support that? There are people that don't want the parents to have any rights, including... direct election of school principals by the parents so you can get people that you want. If any principal is not getting the job done, the parents should be able to vote and fire him, get him out, get somebody that will get it done. And I will not give one penny to any school that has a vaccine mandate or a mask mandate. And terrorist reads
reads nothing but Hitler. Humanity and throw him in prison for the rest of his life. Hashtag kids in cages and crimes against humanity. And throw away the key. Fuck. Throw him in prison at Rikers. Now. Throw him in Rikers for life. Charging treason and charging. did a great job, but we didn't mandate anything. The Democrat governors would run their states, and generally they did those mandates, and they were disasters, and a lot of Republicans, a lot of them. And throw away the key. Uh, they really did it right, Republican governors, when you look at what happened. And I will tell you another thing that people can't even believe. I will keep men out of women's sports, okay? So did you ever hear of anything like that? You saw the other day the weightlifter and this young woman, 19-year record. Well, I don't know what it is, 200 and some odd pounds. It's a lot. It's a lot for a man or for a woman to lift, but it's a lot. And this record stood woman's record for 
for years, 19 years or something. And uh, she got over the, the barbell. They put like a little tiny ounce on one side, ounce on the other. This thing was, if, if you beat it by an ounce, you have the world record. And she got up there and, yeah, uh, should I do it? Uh, happens to be a woman now, according to the laws of our country. And he looked at it. They said, have you lifted before? Not really. Uh, let's take a look. He looks at it and goes, he has the record by like 90 pounds or something. It is so stupid. It is so unfair. The swimmer you know about. Right? The swimmer. She's a great swimmer. Great, great, great swimmer. She's going for the world record. She looked up and down. She's young ladies that she grew up with, they're all great swimmers. They've been from the time they were born, frankly, because that's the way it is. They were good from the time they were Jack Nicklaus was a great golfer from the first day he picked up a club. That's the way it goes, right? You know, they were great. She looked up, she sees her friend, she looks down, then she looked to her right. Trump will be disqualified and from office. Ha ha ha. Auntie will be in jail. This huge person looked like Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt the Silt. He was seven foot one. That looked like Wilt with a wingspan. He was built like this. She she was built. I'm sorry. Like this. Most perfect body. I wish I had a body like that. I would have been president 20 years ago if I had a this body. It comes down like this, and she looks and says, "Wow, oh, whoa, this is." I wonder how she swims. And you know, the young lady was very seriously injured. You know that, right? 
Windburn, because he went by her so fast. The wind was so great. She got a bad, bad windburn, but she'll be okay. Now, do you think, does anybody really believe what? on in this country. I will sign a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation in all 50 states. And this is what we must do to save our country from destruction. 2024 is the final battle. Uh, if we don't take it over, we're not going to have a country anymore. I want to be positive. I'm just telling you, we're not going to. election. If we allow them to oh, cheat yeah, again, so you're not going to have boring. a country. Boring. If you put me back in the White House, the reign of corrupt Washington. Evaluation of this madman! Exclamation point. He cheated on his SATs to get into you, Pennsylvania. establishment will be over and America will be a free nation once again. With your support in this election, we are going to complete the mission. We are going to finish what we started. We did so I don't want to watch this shit anymore. I was trying to watch political beatdown. Stand with me. Another room, and a retired judge would often go to the different rooms. Heck of a couple of weeks, uh, political beatdown. Days actually, since we all saw each other. But here's the interesting thing: tomorrow is a very, very important day for um, for me for uh, lawsuits and so on. Tomorrow, interestingly enough, I have two things on. The first is in the 500 million dollar. Trump versus Cohen lawsuit filed by the Southern District of Miami, Florida. Tomorrow there is a um, there is a conference to uh, to schedule uh, all of the discovery in this specific case. And of course, 
one of the things that we are asking for, and it's something that we would be entitled simply because Donald is the plaintiff in this case, is a deposition of him based upon this, you know, multiple count nonsensical, you know, um, document. So we're looking forward to that. On top of that, here in New York, and this is in the uh, civil division, in the commercial part, you're required to have a, what's called a non-binding mediation prior to trial. And that trial is scheduled right now for July 24th of this year. It has taken quite some time for us to get to where we're at. That case was filed originally in 2019. And that's all on the legal fees and so on that Trump uh, owes on my behalf. So uh, to both myself as well as to other uh, law firms. So that is tomorrow as well. So there's a lot that's going on uh, in these two cases. And again, it's all about the word of the day, which is accountability. The man needs to be held accountable for his own dirty deeds. And with all of your help, we're getting there. I promise you this, we are getting there. So two big hearings tomorrow, of course, on Thursday's episode, you'll give us the full update. So let's break down for all the brigaders what these two cases are, just to remind them. So what was it, about a, a month ago or so? It feels like years ago with, you know, Donald Trump with the various things that go on. But he sued you for $500 million in the Southern <laughs> District of Florida. He filed it in the Miami division because Rebel. one of the Trump tactics is to try to go judge shopping. Although you ended up getting a real law and order judge who actually follows the Constitution. Correct. Um, but Donald Trump did not want to go in front of Judge Middlebrooks in the Southern District of Florida in the West Palm Beach County Division because Trump uh, previously was sanctioned a million dollars there. You have filed a motion to dismiss one of the best legal documents I had seen, and the footnotes there were just incredible. Um, so Donald Trump has to respond to your motion to dismiss in the next, what, 30 to 60 days or so, and now you have this big hearing where, for those just joining the show, you've announced here first on Political Beatdown, you will be asking for Donald Trump's deposition to be scheduled at this hearing tomorrow. Your lawyers will be. Yeah, amongst other people, and I want to remind you that I received the summons uh, and complaint I was served on April 19th. So we're not even 30 days in. And as of tomorrow, again, it's all about establishing the discovery plan. Uh, I'm very curious to see how Trump's counsel ends up tackling that, because we all know what a wonderful um, <laughs> witness Donald Trump makes at depositions, especially as many of the comments uh, are coming in where you know, it acknowledges, uh, I have truth on, this, on my side. You know, that's what's beautiful about you know, defending that type of case. Unfortunately, uh, in order to hold Donald Trump accountable for his actions, as well as to hold him accountable for his own dirty deeds, uh, you know, it's going to take uh, legal maneuvering. And at the end of the day, there's no doubt in my mind that my counsel, Donnie Perry, uh, as well as my Florida counsel, uh, Ben Brodsky, are far superior in terms of, or will be far superior and um, successful than Alejandro Brito, 
who represents Donald. And not because Alejandro Brito may not be a good lawyer. I don't know him from a hole in the wall. In fact, if I walk past him in the street, I don't even know what the hell the guy looks like. But what I can tell you, he does not have on his side, and that's truth. So truth, as Buddha has always said, right? The sun, the moon, and the truth will always rise. And in this specific case, as well as in the case of uh, the legal fees, also on for tomorrow, the truth will rise, and I will be vindicated in both. So there's the federal case in the Southern District of Florida. That's set for a discovery conference to set out the discovery plan among a number of things that are going to be discussed tomorrow by your counsel is setting a deposition of Donald Trump. Now, the other court appearance that happens tomorrow as well is in this legal fees case. Right. It's not actually, no offense, it's not a... Um, it's not taking place in the court. It's with um, an arbitration mediation company that employs uh, retired judges. We're so confident in this case because they've already acknowledged liability. This is merely uh, an issue on damages. Uh, and we have all the documents within which to prove the damages that we need to. So we allow them as well to pick the judge uh, who would you know, be presiding over this. And again, it, it's non-binding, so, uh, and I'm sure the judge is going to do an absolutely judicious, um, you know, review of this case. I'm sure they're going to want us to reduce the amount, but there's a whole lot of money that's on the line uh, in this case. It's not a case of liability. It's merely, because most cases, as you know, Ben, are what's called bifurcated. That means there are two parts to it. The first is you establish the liability or the percentage of liability. And second, you talk about damages. In this case, they've already conceded the liability. This case is solely predicated on damages. And just so the brigaders know when you talk about the Trump side picking the judge, what you're referring to Warm is shopping. in a private mediation setting. Uh, there are retired judges who act as mediators. Their recommendations are non-binding, but basically what takes place in these mediations, if our brigaders have never been to one or don't know the way that process works, is usually Cohen would be in one room, in this case Trump's lawyers of the other side would be in another room, and a retired judge would often go to the different rooms and try to do shuttle diplomacy to see if there's a settlement that can be reached. That happens essentially in all cases before they go to trial, but the stakes are particularly unique here with Donald Trump and you being involved. Do you expect him to be there uh, tomorrow? Or, no, or? So Donald is definitely not going to be there. I do believe that there will be a representative from the Trump organization there. I'm curious to know who it might be, uh, assuming they even elect to show up. But obviously he has counsel uh, here in New York, so that counsel will be present, as will my, uh, my attorneys. So as you rightfully stated, the judge will go back and forth between rooms, uh, hoping to mediate some sort of a settlement um, between the parties that would then get sent to the presiding judge, in this case, Judge Cohen, of no relation, and um, the case would then be more settled. Uh, there are benefits to, of course, uh, doing this process. First and foremost is if both sides agree, there is no appeal, as Trump is now uh, doing in the E.G. Carroll case. Uh, 
But at the same point in time, generally when you settle these cases in this type of a proceeding, uh, you don't have the benefit of getting every single dollar that you might be entitled to uh, because it's a mediation, right? You both agree uh, they pay more than what they want, you accept less than what you want, and you both move on your merry way. I don't see the settling knowing uh, the Trump organization and how they generally handle these things. This is a formality that must be had before trial. Um, it's in the commercial part. You have to do it, so we are doing it. Uh, you know, my expectation is that they will try to come in with some de minimis number, uh, thinking that that's going to ultimately resolve the matter, which I can assure you in the brigade, it will not. I'm just as anxious to settle this tomorrow as I am about having this thing go to a full jury trial in July. And the full jury trial, the presiding judge there, not the mediator, the presiding judge is Judge Cohen. And for the brigaders out there, that name may sound familiar. Judge Cohen is also the presiding judge in the Smartmatic defamation case <laughs> against Fox. Um, and Judge Cohen just ordered very recently a broader scope of discovery that Smartmatic is able to have there after Dominion, uh, after the Dominion settlement for $787.5 million there. The judge took a look at some of the recommendations being made by a judicial hearing officer, which narrowed discovery slightly, and then said, no, based on the findings and what's been uncovered in the Delaware case with Dominion, let's open that up. Um, uh, open discovery up for Smartmatic. Just uh, before we move on to the next topic, um, just remind our brigaders what this case over attorney's fees is about. Um, I know it's not, you know, I, I just want to remind them what we're talking about here. Yeah, so this is an interesting one because I was asked to do certain things uh, on behalf of Donald, and I did them. I hired lawyers uh, on top of that as a direct result of my employment at the Trump Organization doing certain things uh, for Donald, at Donald's request for his benefit, um, you know, I, I incurred on behalf of the request uh, legal fees. And you may remember, uh, he just as he so famously does, elected you know, to hold back and hold back and hold back and then pay a little bit and keep them going. And then at the end, just deciding that he doesn't want to make any payments, uh, any further payments on behalf. And again, it amounts to some very significant dollars. So this is, again, it's merely a fee dispute. So you talked about accountability. You talked about the truth will set you free. I mean, look, your other podcast with the Midas Touch Network and Audio Up is called Maya Culpa, where it is not just your Maya Culpa, but also the Maya Culpa for a lot of other uh, guests who, who come on there, but where you share, you know, these experiences and, and you own up to the experiences. Um, we're going to talk about some people who don't own up to their experiences in a little bit, like Rudy Giuliani, who was just sued in a, a disgusting, disgusting conduct is being alleged. I mean, that can, you, can you not make this stuff up, Ben? I mean, I love how the GOP, on a regular and consistent basis, keep attacking 
Democrats with whether it's like Pizzagate or the cabal of um, pedophiles that are drinking the blood of young children in order to keep themselves young and all this other bullshit when in fact you have, and I'm sure Salty can throw it up there, paragraph, I believe it's 132 of this nearly 70-page complaint. I mean, this thing is filed. Look at what it says here. He also asked Miss Dunphy, that was his assistant, if she knew anyone in need of a pardon, telling her that he was selling pardons for $2 million, which he and President Trump would split. I mean, then there's a whole nother part here that goes on to talk about, uh, it was in a text message where he wanted her to take a shower with her. Mm. I mean, yeah, look at this. Good morning, my love. Tried to call, right? You're, I mean... <laughs> Your scotch is with me. I'll bring. I always told you, Rudy Colludi, drunken Giuliani. Let me quickly shower. Can I shower with you? I mean, you know, y you believe this thing? Need to shower, dress. Uh, good idea. And put very modest clothes on. Possibly burlap. First of all, who the fuck wears burlap? What's he talking about? I mean, burlap is like a bag. It's a satchel bag that you use for grain or weed or something. What the fuck is this? idiot and a half talking about i have no idea in fact he doesn't know what he's talking about because all he has on his mind is his scotch and if it's before three in the afternoon it's his it's his wine i mean this is something the fact that look when they took my documents when they took my computers and my cell phone and then of course my family stuff is irrelevant anyway you didn't see people hey can i shower with you come here my love i mean this thing and they took the 10 million documents from me rudy is part of the problem he is donald trump light right like a coke light in europe he's donald light he is absolutely repugnant as a human being he is a fucking embarrassment not just to the city of new york where he was once considered such an impressive mayor or mayor you know to the world he's a despicable human being and in all fairness i don't care what anybody says a lot of people are saying now that there's a bunch of stuff about uh miss dunphy that you know um doesn't really add up and so on what doesn't add up look at this text message look at look at the shit that's in her complaint like that paragraph 132 splitting fees for pardons could you imagine so i guess the notion amongst these republicans is that crime really does pay because right after that happens i received a whole bunch of phone calls from various different journalists all saying to me hey what do you know about any of this? Because there were some individuals who received pardons from the president that claimed that there was money exchanged and so on. And I don't know. I never asked for, I didn't receive pardon from Donald. I didn't pay or speak to Rudy about pardoning anybody. But there's a whole lot of shit that's out there, um, you know, written already by journalists and more that I believe is coming based upon the conversations that I have, but it is illegal. And it's not just illegal. I mean, as a president or the personal attorney to the president, it's unethical and immoral to sell pardons for money. I mean, this is out of control. And just think about how despicable the former administration was, especially in the fact that we had from Jared Kushner's own mouth 
when he turned around and stated that I was not involved and around for the January 6th insurrection because I was running the pardon okay, office. Huh? I mean, that to me is amazing in and of itself. And I don't understand why that there aren't open investigations right now. Hello, Merrick Garland. Hello, Democrats. Where are the investigations into all of these matters? This is serious shit. When you could break the law and because you have money, you have the ability to buy yourself a pardon and, you know, basically exculpate yourself from the liability of the crime. This is not proper. This is wrong. You know, you mentioned all of the allegations that and conspiracy theories they throw at Democrats, normal people, it's because it's 100% pure projection. You know, the way they try to attack the Biden family, of course, is because the Trump family is doing every single thing they're accusing Biden of and a thousand times worse. I mean, you just mentioned one of them. Jared Kushner was in charge of the pardon office. How, wait, when? How did this happen? <laughs> when did this come from? How? I mean, he was the secretary of everything. The guy ends up, he has no, he has no right to be in that. There are people that worked these pardon applications for years. For years. It's not like you just file it. Bullshit. That's not how it works. In fact, there's even stuff about Rudy telling Miss Dunphy that... The only people that she should refer him are people who do not already have existing applications in, because if they did have those applications in, that they would have the ability, that others would have the ability to FOIA request those documents. You could already see the underhanded, sneaky deceptiveness. And as I've said for so long now, what you were referring to, Ben, is by the Trump administration and others, it's called deflection. Put on to others the crimes or the improper things that you have done and shift that to somebody else. That's what it's called. It's deflection. And then look who's running the Republican Party in the House of Representatives. I mean, you to somebody, how it works. In fact, there's even stuff about Rudy telling Ms. Dunphy that the only people that she should refer him are people who do not already have existing applications in, because if they did have those applications in, that they would have the ability, that others would have the ability to FOIA request those documents. You could already see the underhanded, sneaky deceptiveness. And as I've said for so long now, what you were referring to, Ben, is by the... Trump administration and others, it's called deflection. Put on to others the crimes of the representatives. I mean, you got people like Jim Jordan running the House Judiciary uh, Committee who covered up sex. And Rudy Giuliani. In his prior job. got James Comer running the house over committee who was accused of his ex-girlfriend of serious abuse 
end up bringing her to an abortion clinic and then yelling at her and screaming at her for using her real name. These are the individuals, the hypocrisy uh, and the criminality and the disgusting conduct here. Turn to paragraph 138 for those saying, oh, whatever the, you know, whatever the tactic is of maggots to try to attack the victim. I mean, look at pa paragraph 138 of this complaint against Rudy Giuliani. On February 23rd, 2019, Giuliani told Miss Dumpy that he could get in trouble with underage girls if they were what? 16 but with 20. This conversation was recorded. During the same conversation, Giuliani discussed work-related issues with Miss Dumpy, including reimbursement of the hotel she booked on February 14, 2019, as his assistant. She arranged for his dry cleaning order. That goes on to describe just you know disgusting sexual abuse that he engaged in uh, as well. But like we also saw the way he behaved in that. What was it? That Borat movie? Borat in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is what he did in the movie with freaking Borat, you know. And th this is this is who they are, Michael. Pervert, pig. I mean, you know, major deflectors when it comes to all of this nonsense. Look, you know, for them it's sort of like the old monkey see, monkey do. Donald can do it, therefore they can do it. If they do it, the next one does it. There, look, this bullshit with the GOP has to come to an end. Uh, it has to come to an parties. end because at some point in time, the, their constituents, their it's voters, their you know, sycophantic acolytes, they have to turn around and say, I need to care more about the United States of America. I need to care more about the Constitution of the United States of America. I need to care more about the future of the United States of America than I do about appeasing this party of one. Whether it's Donald Trump, whether it's going to be Ron DeSantis or anybody else, this nonsense has to stop. They have to try. They, they have to put the country before party. This, this party is completely out of control. Completely out of control. And I don't know if you saw this earlier today. This is George Santos, fresh off being criminally indicted out of the Eastern District of New York on 13 counts. By the way, very detailed criminal conduct that he engaged in. He also pled guilty in Brazil. He is officially a convicted like, felon in Brazil for his conduct that he engaged in there, where his mother was a caretaker for an elderly individual, and Santos stole the checks to buy himself sneakers and then fled from Brazil. And this is an individual who's on the House floor. You don't hear MAGA Republicans, even, even Saying anything negative about it. This is what he just said before we went live. Cohen, play this clip. It is with great dismay but complete confidence that I say that <laughs> the weaponization of the United States prosecutorial system is spinning further out of control and it is <laughs> time we take a stand. 
<laughs> it shows when we have a national crime crisis failing by the white wayside because political motivated campaigns designed for nothing other than retribution on political agitators keep getting in the way of our leading law enforcement officials who refuse to prioritize the American people. With each passing year, it is becoming increasingly obvious that the CCP is accomplishing its goal of infiltrating the United States indigenous and all, all the while, perpetrators, the real threat to the American people, are let out Get on the, the street, stage, and fucker. harmless political Fucking targets fraud. remain behind bars with justice denied. Mr. Speaker, I speak for every American when I say we are done tucking our tails and being at the losing <laughs> end of every trade-off. <laughs>